Today's episode of the Fan Levitard Show is brought to you by the Stugatz Griff Shop, where everything you buy will have an 80 to 90% chance to be a cheap knockoff of the real thing. The Stugatz Griff Shop. Because when you demand quality, you can totally trust us, buddy. Welcome to another episode of the Fan Levitard Show. I'm your host, Ty, and we've got another fun episode for you today. But before we begin, a quick reminder to follow, like, and review this podcast, and make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Lebitard underscore fan. On today's show, we chat with the Cookie King, Asam from Chicago. We talk to him about his up-and-coming cookie business, my terrible idea for a cookie, ghosts and haunted houses, and his upcoming appearance on Shark Tank. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. This is the Fan Levitard Show. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to this week's edition of the Fan Levitard Show. I am here with my special guest, the Cookie King, as I'm going to call him. Asom is here with us. Asom, how are you doing? As he takes a big swig of coffee, water, what you got there? Oh, what is in the mug, right? We what is in the know. mug? It is uh it is coffee after a long day of uh packing boxes at I've never been called the Cookie King before. That's excellent. That, You're welcome. You can keep joints. that. That's a gift to you from me, from this podcast. I work with two women, so they're the queens, I guess. Queen and a princess. You got to you gotta delegate one of them, and that's, up, that's up to you. Dangerous game. Yeah, yeah they're, pretty on the, they're pretty much on the same level. That's going to be tough. One is, uh, one is uh, my brother's wife's mother and her best friend. Andy. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. No, thanks for having me. Uh, it's just great to, uh, I mean, I know we're all starting to get out into the open a little bit more, but it's, it's nice to uh, see a face, especially just seeing besides a Twitter face or a Twitter feed along with the face. You know what I'm saying? I am excited to chat with you because you are a man who's got a lot going on right now, and we are going to get into that. But first, for those who are not aware of who you are, can you give us a little bit of your backstory? And can you explain to the people why I referred to you as the Cookie King? Where did that come sure. from? Sure, exactly. Um, again, it's it's Asam from Chicago, a.k.a. Andy or Andrew or Drew, uh, whatever uh, is easy easier for anybody. Uh, the Cookie Joint is a fun little business I got into seriously about mm, six to eight months ago, but I've been involved with it, I would say now for about four years. It's a somewhat successful company, I don't want to be too modest, called The Cookie Joint, and it's pretty simple. We sell cookie fries. We sell cookies that are shaped like French fries in different flavors. Shortbread cookies. They're nothing like oatmeal, raisin, or chocolate chip. They're shortbread. You kind of have to be a fan of shortbread cookies. But even if you're not a fan, it's just a fun package. They're cookies shaped like fries. So who doesn't love that? So I guess my first question would be, why French fries? You know what? Unfortunately, I wasn't around when they started the idea with them, I was around, but I wasn't involved in the process. They thought outside of the box, Susie Schuster and uh, we'll just, and, and we'll say Jill, they, they thought outside the box and they wanted to sell cookies. They're both bakers. They love baking. I mean, she bakes incredible, whatever you want, apple pie, 
red velvet cupcakes. They wanted to sell cookies in an original way. So they looked around and, you know, round cookies, uh, whatever, rectangle cookies. But they just said, we love French fries. Their favorite restaurant here in Chicago, here in Illinois, is uh, Portillo's. They're shaped like Portillo's French fries. They're the crinkle. You know, they're all different types of fries out there. You got the wedges, you got the crinkles, you got the chips. They went with the crinkled look straight fry and they put it online. People started buying it for birthdays and gifts like that. And then a wholesaler came along with Sunset Foods. And that's how the business got started. It was just a fun way to bake cookies. And they wanted to see how they would sell and they started selling. Now, I've perused your menu a little bit, and I've seen some of these okay. packages that you all have to offer, and I see some for, like, graduation or, yeah. like, bachelor party ones. Um, yeah. Can I can I offer a suggestion, an unsolicited suggestion? Absolutely. And But before you go there, don't go ahead and order. If, any, if you want anything, you know, you just let me know, and I got you here. Don't go through the, the, don't go through the website. And that and that's just for me, not for any of my not for any of my listeners. You guys got to pay for the cookies. This is just for me. This is a Thai exclusive. To be honest, it's just for you. And literally, I've hooked up four other people at ESPN, and that's it. Well, I am I am not at that level, so thank you for uh, <laughs> for including me among them. Would you like to Would you like to drop a little a little name? Oh, in? sure. Um, I, I believe I we mentioned this in the past via Twitter. Christine Lisi got um uh, cookie fries, and her husband loved. The sauces, he couldn't get enough of them. They're chocolate sauce, marshmallow, caramel, um, hazelnut, and peanut butter. I didn't realize there were um, sauces. So you go, You're yes, burying the lead there. Yeah, you know what? It is burying the lead. The uh, sauces are, um, I like the fries by themselves, um, but some people like to dip. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little dip. Uh, so Christian Lisi's husband loved the sauces. Uh, I was making a lot of salted caramel today, man. A lot. Oh, yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> It is, and it's very easy to make. You get a lot of uh, caramel, and you add salt. There you go. <laughs> uh, Christine Lisi, um, Charlie Kravitz, the voice of HQ slash producer, highly questioned on ESPN. He and his family, I believe, after dinner, finished the whole basket. They loved it. They devoured it. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, Izzy Gutierrez heard about the cookie joint, and he's like, wow, i got to order some. I'm like, Izzy... For a while, I wanted to send you some, but I didn't think that the cookies would fit into your diet and your training. <laughs> and he laughed. He said, and I'll, I'll share this. He said, hey, Sam, if everyone knew what I ate, they would be very, very shocked. So the cookies went to Izzy, him, his mother, and his, I believe he said his two sisters, sisters plural. I didn't know Izzy had two sisters. They all loved it and enjoyed it. Uh, oh, and last one on Easter, uh, Sarah Spain and uh, her husband, uh, billionaire Brad, they uh, got some Easter cookies from the cookie joint. That's something I've added. I've added a little bit more of the holidays into the cookie joint experience. Easter was new, uh, Valentine's Day. You know, they did birthdays, they did graduations, they did um, a few things, but uh, this has added a little bit more work, but added a little bit more attention to the site. So can we expect uh, in the future some Christmas and Chinooka cookies as well? Was that your uh, suggestion? No, it was not. I, that's, oh, just, okay. that's just a tangent <laughs> on a tangent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Um, you, you know, we'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in the back. We'll keep that in mind. Right now, the, the flavors that they have going 
because it's just our baker, our bakery in uh, Northbrook, Illinois, it's just, like I said, the three of us and sometimes a husband here and there or a friend of the family to help out. And that's it. So as much as they and we love the business of a lot of orders, it's also very stressful. Okay. Now I'm going to bring this full circle and get to my actual suggestion. Um, which now I'm feeling a little bit guilty about even suggesting because it's incredibly dumb. Um, and I'm going to tarnish the name of this perfectly reputable business, but okay. Stay with me here. Bachelorette parties. There's a common, there's a common theme among like gift giving and receiving at bachelorette parties. Normally it's just a bunch of dicks. Um, You know, like if you've seen the 40 year old virgin, they're taking they're drinking out of little straws with little dicks at the end. They have a dick shaped like cake pan that they cook with Betty Cocker, I believe, was the joke they made in that movie. (laughs) Um, And I'm thinking you guys could corner the phallic cookie market for bachelorette parties. Interesting, because of the shape and the way the cookie fries look. I think I think it would be a natural fit. You just round off some of those edges and right. bing, bang, boom. Okay, it's not ridiculous. Um, well, th- thank you I've, for that. Yeah, I I, I, su- right. I suspect that you're being nice, but thank you anyway. <laughs> I've heard I've heard put it this way. I've heard a lot of suggestions that I don't bring to the two ladies in the show, but that's something I will definitely bring up, especially because they will be going to a bachelorette party soon. And they're going to be gone for four days for a long weekend. And that's good timing. And who knows? They uh, maybe will bake to do a little trial. Maybe you can send me what you're thinking. And because they can bake any shape or any kind of cookie. And as long as it's somewhat crinkly and like a fry, maybe they can, you know, bake a batch, bring it to the bachelorette party and see how it goes. So that, you know, you, you don't you just can't throw it out there. You need to give me a little bit of a design. That's not what I'm into. I can't design. I I hate to break it to you. I can't either. Um, I, I, (laughs) this is so stupid, but, um, you know, back in, uh, in like high school and middle school, when it was very popular to draw dicks over, uh, over everyone's like tests and stuff like that, that they would turn in. There's always just kind of like a a little template. It's just like a, a couple of balls and then just like a little, a little shaft. That's, that's about as good as I can do. I never, I never explored my artistic, uh, abilities on the dong past that little sketch that you could uh just write on someone's test as you're turning it into the teacher for them um so may have to workshop that a little bit um yeah you have time it's in a couple weeks that they're uh making the drive to indiana are okay are they going to be receptive to this idea because i'm going to feel like the biggest asshole if i just suggest this well it's going to be coming from me and they'll be they'll either say great idea or I'll, they'll say, wow, that's an insane idea. And then I'll say, well, it's my buddy Ty's idea. Perfect. You know, sometimes visionaries have long been considered crazy before the world actually recognizes their genius. Maybe this is one of these moments. And um, Azon, because I feel like we're developing a budding friendship right here, you can keep sure. that idea. And all <laughs> all proceeds for the for the dick cookies, uh, 90, yeah. 10 your way. How about that? You're missing the name. I would more call them maybe cock cookies. A little, little CC. Cockies. There you go. <laughs> and they now, have to be, and they have to be served with a white dipping sauce of some sort. Well, we have marshmallow. Perfect. Mar- we went out. I, I might have not added. Did I say that was one of the sauces? Marshmallow. You, you, you did, but yeah. Okay. 
like a nice a nice marshmallow to do. Yep, that is perfect. All righty. Well, glad we. By the way, there was one more person, not really a name drop, but obviously the show and attention. My favorite person from the show, Chris Cody, they got a batch of cookies. You delivered cookies to maybe not you personally, but the Cody family, the royal Codys, got your cookies. I, well, they were delivered. Uh, attention, Chris Cody. Wow. Uh, via Dan Labertard show at the Clevelander. Attention, Chris Cody. I'm not convinced they ever made it to him if they if they went through the Clevelander. <laughs> well, that's funny. I, they got signed by a gentleman named Aaron, who I've now found out is the gentleman who works the front desk at the Clevelander. Because I just wanted to make sure Aaron worked there. That it, it, it didn't say Roy, it didn't say Billy, it didn't say Chris. Um, but yeah, Aaron works the front desk. He signs for the packages, and it's uh, it got brought up to the uh, ESPN floor. Let me tell you, if the cockies take off, you got to send yeah. another you got to send another batch to the pirate ship. Maybe Stu got specifically. I just hope it gets past Dan because I wanted the girls, some of the uh, Roy's daughter, Princess Claire or Chris's daughter, some of the kids to get some of the cookie fries. That was kind of the point. Um, but we'll see if it gets out of the studio with Dan. I think back in the studio is Dan, um, Chris, Stu Gatz, uh Both Chris's are back in the studio, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. And. I'm not sure if Roy said he was there today, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I think he's there. We're recording this on a uh, Monday, the 17th for, for timestamp purposes. Sure. <laughs> um, so, so those I, are the people that've got him. Well, that is an impressive list and I would be honored yeah. to be added among them. I'm not deserving of, of that praise or, or that status, but I will gladly take it because I am a bit of a glutton myself. And uh, uh-huh. I can assure you that I will devour those cookies because uh, I am also a huge shortbread fan. One of my favorite cookies. I think it's an underrated cookie. Yeah, it is. But no, 100%. Just for having me on your pod, uh, you're 100% getting a, a batch of cookies. You have just set a horrible precedent for every guest moving forward because the next guest that I have on here, I'm going to say, okay, cool, what'd you bring me? Exactly. Well, I'm I'm a very giving person. You'll find that out uh, over time. I love this new transactional relationship we've just developed. This is working out swimmingly (laughs) for your boy here. Um, Now, you told me where you lived. Where is it again? Not that I want to get to know you, but we'd have to get to know you a little bit. Questions might pop into my head during this. You told me, though. Where are you at? I'm in Virginia. Okay, gotcha. I'm in I'm in Colonial Williamsburg specifically, the nation's um I guess uh, the stomping grounds of our of our forefathers, one might say. And I see behind you, it's a beautiful day today. Ah, uh, yeah, it's all right. It, it's not too yeah. bad. <laughs> all right, yeah, it's nice here too. It's gonna be 80s all week. It's about time. I can't I can't tell at all because you are in this very creepy, <laughs> almost dungeon-looking basement, which actually segues. Uh, pretty well because you had mentioned both (laughs) Chris's being in studio. Chris Cody is actually on vacation right now in Charleston, South Carolina, a place that my Uh, wife and I have personally visited. And I saw on his Instagram the other day that he did a nighttime tour of the haunted Charleston jail, which I will point out, I don't know if I'm responsible for this or not, but I sent him a DM after seeing him arrive in Charleston saying, you need to go do that. It's incredibly yes. creepy at night. And then a day or so later, he's there doing it. So I don't know if I want to take credit for that or not, but I think I'm going to. Um, I think and, you should. I mean, 100%. And I, I, I say that because I'm not convinced that your basement, the basement you're sitting in right now, is not haunted <laughs> because it looks spooky as hell. Are you scared to be down there? 
it it is deep in the uh the basements of chicago i like to say um it's an older basement it's not scary it's a very chill relaxed at all times basement uh it's funny you say that every this is the first pod that i've been on uh podcast but in all the zooms that i'm in i mean they're on my phone outside the house but if i'm in the house this is where you see me so it's kind of a it's just a comfortable spot. You know, everything's handy around me right now. You can't see it all, but everything's handy. See, I have I have a bad experience with a basement because the basement uh-huh. of my childhood home uh, was where I had my first paranormal encounter and saw a ghost. So I am naturally wary of basements in general. And I don't, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever gotten into the uh, the ghost stories that I have to tell. I was about to podcast. say, have you talked? I apologize. I haven't listened to all of your pods. But how have dare you talked you? about <laughs> have you talked about the fact that you've seen a ghost in a basement in the past? Uh, the public? No, no, I don't think I have. Um, so to I get. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. You have not seen a ghost. I've never seen any spirit or ghost. Not that I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I just never have. Well, they're spooky. I don't recommend it. Um, okay. I guess I, I feel like I should tell the story now. I feel like I kind of have to. Um, I actually have a couple. So uh, wow. the, the first one, and all of these took place, by the way, in my childhood home, which uh, I my, my parents no longer reside in. So thank God we are away from that bad juju or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah my childhood home was haunted as hell. I personally had a couple of experiences, the first of which involved me falling down a flight of stairs and landing very hard on a uh, concrete basement floor. And I was I was young at this time, maybe like, I don't know, six or seven ish. And I, I happened to fall down these stairs holding my childhood blanket, this this baby blue blanket that I that was like my comfort um, all throughout my childhood. And as I'm clutching onto this blanket down at the bottom of the stairs, I look up and we had a wet bar in our basement at the time. And right behind that bar is this white ghostly figure just standing and watching over me. And I rightfully am freaked the hell out. So I throw the blanket over my head just in fear. And I'm like hiding and cowering at the base of the steps. After a few moments, I decide that I'm going to peek out and I pull the blanket up over my head. I take a look out. Gone. Completely gone. Wow. So at this point, my mom and dad have come to check on me because they've heard the large thump from the uh, from the basement. And as I'm telling them what's happening, my mom is giving me this quizzical look as I'm telling her what happened and what I saw. So they go up into the attic and they fish down uh, a box full of old photos. And my mom pulls one out and shows it to me. She's like, is this the man that you saw? Is this who you saw in the basement? No way. And I was like, yes. Oh, my God. And the person ended up being apparently my great-grandfather, who I had never even met. Bro. Match the description to a T. Wow. Yeah. Now, I already hear the skeptics. Ty, you were probably just concussed. You hit your head on some concrete as a child. Of course, of course you were seeing things. Uh, you know, I've heard, I've told this story before in, in my public circles. I've, there's notification. Uh, (laughs) I've, you know, I've, I've had the skeptics, the naysayers, they'll say, yeah, it was just a concussion, but, uh, but no, I, I, I can't, I can't refute it given that I apparently described what the gentleman looked like. And, and there's a second incident from when I was older in, um, I want to say I was probably middle school aged. Well, Um, what did your parents say? 
Uh, they were rightfully freaked out on the okay. on the first one, but I should add that they were not surprised because um, I did not know this until I got older and we were out of the house, but they had their own share of paranormal experiences that I was not around for. We're talking like things going missing, uh, Christmas tree skirts flying across the living room by itself, oh things like that. So lots of stuff like that. My other one is kind of in that same vein as I am uh, home alone in the summer. I'm about middle school age, I think, maybe like 13, 14-ish. Um, and I'm watching TV, and I have a direct line of sight down this hallway. And at the very end of the hallway is my childhood bed. I have the door propped open. I have... Um, I have some shelves on the wall that are like stacked up and on the very top shelf, I don't know why, I had a uh I had like a Monsters Inc little toy or something up there. Wasn't even a fan of the movies. Had, don't know why it was there, but it was there. Um yeah. and so I'm watching TV and all alone in the house and out of my peripheral vision, I see something move. And I look over and that toy that little uh, who's the who's the main character in Monsters Inc. The little green guy. Um, no, I know the little Martians. I don't know what they're. I don't remember their names. But yeah, no, the, I can picture them. The little green guy. He yeah. has fl- his toy has flown off that top shelf and landed like square in the middle of my hallway. So we're talking like probably seven or eight feet. This thing has flown and landed, and I I noped out. Like I I went. And I was like, you know what? I'm just staying outside my house. I am not going to be inside this house anymore. I refuse to. It's too creepy for me. And um, yeah, just. When do you get over that? When do you move on? When are you not afraid of the toy who I believe, you know, he was real, I believe, in Toy Story. You know, some, you know that you, you could have a Toy Story moment. I mean, honestly, this 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 thought had never occurred to me until now, but the whole premise of Monsters, Inc. is that the monsters are trying to scare people to harness their energy. And in that moment, the toy of the protagonist of that movie scared the shit out of me. So he probably harnessed a little bit of energy there on that one. So good job to you, um, character whose name I am forgetting. But yeah. Right, but, uh, yeah. How do you get over that? Like move on from seeing a ghost or, or whatever you um, want to call it, a spirit? Honestly, you don't like at least least personally, I have not like, you know, there were there were other creepy shit that happened. Like, um, do you remember Furbies at all? The little Furby toys? Yeah. 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 You take care of it if you don't do something. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. Demons. Um, (laughs) Had one. It was creepy. Didn't like it. Would always talk in the middle of the night. So I took the batteries out of mine, took the batteries out of it and shoved it in a drawer I wake up in the middle of the night. It is squawking at me. I'm like, no, I threw it. I threw it away. I threw it in the trash can. I threw it away. Didn't want it. It's creepy. I have shit no like stories that. like that at all. So that just blows me away. One of my favorite shows in the past is X Files. I don't know. If oh yes, that. yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. I was gonna say you have to be able. Love you have X-Files. to watch X Files, right? So I could talk about X Files all day, but um, yeah, none of that's happened to me. But I've heard people that have seen things, and I mean, it, it's. It's got to be true. They're not making it up. You're not making the story up. And I and you know to bring this full circle, talking to talking about Chris Cody being in Charleston and going on that tour. My right. my wife and I went on that tour when we were vacationing in Charleston, and we booked a tour that was uh, about as late as you could get. And 
normally they cancel tours there if there aren't enough people, but the yeah. guy who was giving the tour is such a big fan of just going through there that he gave my wife and I essentially a private tour of that jail cell, took us into side rooms that aren't normally part of the walking tour, and I had yeah. something happen in there that creeped me out. Uh, we're the only ones standing in this uh, in this room of cells where they would keep these prisoners for a long time. And these are like dingy, tiny cells, like maybe six by three and just locked in there. Very creepy stuff. And in the middle of the night, I'm standing on by myself on one side of the room and I hear like a footstep over my right shoulder, which is just like there's nothing but wall back there. And so I immediately hustle over and I stand next to my wife and I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I I feel something in here and it's it's creepy. Like I I think it's just one of those things you have to have that sense. You have to be in tune to it. Like I don't I'm have open to it. I'm not a naysayer. By the way, we should save this you should save this pod drop for Halloween. I'm oh, guessing. yeah. This this is not exactly an evergreen conversation. <laughs> oh, maybe Okay, I got I got some ideas for around Halloween time because that is my okay. that is my favorite holiday. I love Halloween, especially living here in Williamsburg. We have Bush Gardens and Howl Scream down here out there every weekend. That's my shit. Um, nice. But yeah, I I don't know like what what makes someone more receptive to stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But it's really, really like it. It changes the way you think about things if you have right. that type of experience. I don't believe. The people that a bunch of people go and see and they'll point someone out in the crowd and say, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, he or she is with right there next to you. I don't know. I'm very skeptical with that. Oh, like the TV mediums and stuff like that. Medium people in general. That was the word I was thinking of. It's there's just so many. I That one I can't get on board with. So I I am I am also generally very skeptical of mediums. And at a tiny radio station that I worked at um, previously, one of the hosts on the on the station brought in a medium to do like an on-air interview. And before they had even gotten to the interview, they were kind of like vetting the medium just to see, you know, if if they were legit. And I would say probably within half an hour, this medium had uh, the host just dirty crying, sobbing uncontrollably because he had been convinced that they were talking to one of like his old mentors in the music industry, like completely convinced. And like the medium was like talking through that person and was like using these very strange, like phrases and sayings that I'm like, what is this? Like, this is so strange, but he is he is there just breaking down in hysterics like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're talking to her. And I'm standing in the back of the room skeptical as hell, but also like, I don't know what to make of this. I would have to if I was there live, obviously, I would probably have a different feeling. Usually I just see him, you know, on TV. But if I was in a room and something like that was happening in front of me, yeah, that would that could change my mind for sure. I, and see, I don't even know if that did change my mind necessarily okay. because, <laughs> because I'm still I'm still skeptical of it. And and I told the person up front that I was skeptical and and they tried to do some sort of like reading on me. And I, I can't remember exactly what they were trying to say, but the detail of my life, they got incredibly wrong. So I was like swinging a miss on that one. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think South Park did an episode on that mm-hmm. a while back where it's just kind of like, yeah, you're just asking like these broad questions and you just take whatever little inch that someone gives you. And eventually they give you all the information you need to basically tell them whatever they need or want to hear. And I don't think that's wrong. Right. And a lot of people who buy a ticket and go to these, you know, sometimes their information is easy to look up via Instagram yeah. or other media and so they i think they use those sort of things for the audience members and like but who knows? i yeah i don't know i yeah i don't know like i don't i don't want to be the one i'm not knocking on anyone out there who believes them i'm i'm with you i want to believe like what x-files <laughs> you know what's yep. the same believe want to believe i, I want to believe. believe yep the truth is out believe. there that's that's what i was looking for the truth is out there so if you want to if you want a haunted experience um go visit the uh, old haunted Charleston jail if you're ever in there or just hang out in that basement that you're in because I'm convinced still that there is a ghost in there. You can say it's chill, but uh that's one of the signs that you might be having a paranormal encounter is if all of a sudden you get very very cold and the room around you gets very cold. All of a sudden then boom, you may be haunted. Interesting. You need to message Chris if he went there because of you. Cody. I did. I, I sent him back a big. Oh, yes. I sent him back a big hell yeah when I uh, when I saw the the, oh, the okay, story cool. or whatever. So nice. I I hope I hope when he gets back he uh, he'll discuss his time there. I hope he actually felt something or had some sort of experience because that would be. Really I actually neat. think he's back. I think he's back tomorrow. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'm almost. I don't want. I I could say a 99 chance he's back tomorrow. Would you classify that as reckless speculation? Reckless slash a little. DM inside info, but you know, something can happen. He might not, you know, you know, that's why I'm saying 99% he'll be back in studio tomorrow. What if he got completely spooked by the jail and he's too afraid to leave his house? (laughs) He might be. It could happen. You never know. It could. Who? Okay. Let's just continue unraveling this thread since we've kind of tangentically, tangentially, however you say that, however you say that fucking word. Um, We've ended up down this path. you know, not by any sort of design or anything like that. So, okay. Who on the show would react the worst in a haunted house and who would react the best? Wow. It's such a, well, I actually think because his stomach is so weak, I think uncle fatty, Dan Lebetard in a haunted house would lose his shit. Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little, little, uh, yeah. Uh, He's got such a weak stomach. I think that goes hand in hand. You know, I think he's the same like on a roller coaster, maybe. Yeah, I can see feeling. that. Yeah. Uh, the best? Well, Roy probably doesn't want any part of it. He won't even go in. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can see him as noping out of that entire experience. Yeah, no shot. Wow. Um, I think I'm going to go Billy, because I can just picture Billy walking in and be like, eh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I see you, you know, whatever. Yeah, what have you done? What have you done for me lately? You know, move, move something bigger. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I, Chris would enjoy it. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the worst would be uh, the bet. The worst in the haunted house would be Dan. And the one who would just, you know, not be scared at all would be Billy. What do you think? I kind of agree on Dan being uh-huh. the worst, but I will also throw out Stugatz as a possibility simply because the man did call the police on a bullfrog in his house. So he's very easily frightened. He hates insects. If there's any insects or bugs in, you know, in the haunted house, he will be running out of that for sure. So that's a good call. Yeah. Like if he opens the door and just like a bunch of locusts fly out at him, my, our, our dude is done. He is, he's wiped. Um, 
I would actually posit that Chris Whittingham would be the best because he is a natural skeptic of things of that nature, I believe, based on some of the stuff that uh, he said on this podcast. Well, that's why I went with Billy, skeptical Billy. That's that's good, but see, Billy also has that uh, natural, like, anxious neuroticism about him. I could I could see him yeah, actually true. being in a situation where he gets spooked. Chris Whittingham, I feel like, would just try to talk to the ghost. He would he would bust out like an old British accent if it was like some revolutionary old general right. or something like that who died in the war. Hey, chap, how you doing, mate? You catch you catch the footy on the tube. That's great. No, no, that's a good call for sure. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, yeah, he would stand his ground. That's that's for sure. Stugatz might be really stoned, so I don't know if that can go his way or negative, probably negatively. It might, sure. it might open him up to the experience more, honestly, his mind being freed and all of that. Right. I don't know. But yeah, good call. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it might be uh, Chris over Billy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I do, I do, I do get the same sense that you do that. Like Chris Cody probably would enjoy the hell out of the experience. Let's just have like, fun. Like, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> let's like, get I've been to one. again. Yeah. Like I think I've been to one haunted house in my life. I'm like, okay. You know, it's, it's that's, I don't think I'm going to enter that. I know ever again. It was, uh, it's called the Hades haunted house in Skokie, Illinois. And man, so dark padded walls i don't think they care if anyone got hurt i would be falling walking normally and just fall like not a lot but a good half a step or a foot like onto a trampoline i'm like what's going on you know frankenstein literally chasing after you i was hades haunted house if they still do it they might you know post pandemic it was uh that was the most scared i've ever been i think i was uh, a junior or sophomore in high school have you seen any of those documentaries or read any of those articles about the extreme haunted houses that are basically like sanctioned torture? Yeah. And it's like, um, it's kind of like, maybe we're thinking of the same thing or a different, uh, like a running, they're like, they work all together, like a moving circus or type deal. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. to different cities. It's, it's intense. Not for me. Some people love it. Well, like there's, there's one, I, I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head, but I've, I've read multiple stories about it. I've, I've seen a documentary about it. It, yeah, it, is some, it, it is it is something that legitimately gives people PTSD. You have to sign a waiver to get in there. It's basically yeah. like, oh, can you last 24 hours of this? And you're being like bagged and basically waterboarded and you're having like teeth pulled out and shit like that. I'm like, that's not scary. That's just, that's just torture. That's not a yeah, haunted some house. People, some people want the uh, the extremeness of that. Kind of like I just watched recently, totally off tangent, uh, Naked and Afraid. You know, like oh, who wants that to be... Show. I mean, it's a great show. I mean, right now it's XL. Like the, I don't know if you've been watching recently. It's the All Stars. It's a sixty-day challenge. Oof. So similar to what you're talking about, like they're they're torturing their their bodies, but I think they're just doing it to f- just that self awareness and that feeling when you get home, when you get out of it. You know, just how good you feel and how much you take everything for granted when you get back. Maybe that's similar to being locked in a haunted house i don't know you just once you get out you're just thankful for everything you have when you get out of it a haunted a haunted house yes i i really really struggle to find the appeal of paying to be tortured and also as a side note the the people who work at that place who do the torturing get help because these are like these are like these are like high schoolers who are like this is my favorite summer job ever go to counseling talk to someone where right. where are the adults right now? This is exactly. this is insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, again, not for me uh, and definitely not to, uh, I would check it out, maybe a tour, you know, like give me an hour tour of what you guys do and that would be enough for me. Yeah, I, I just hard hard pass on on all of that before before the end of this podcast. I'm gonna remember the name of of the one that I'm thinking of. Um, totally off tangent. I, back to the cookie joint for a second. Uh, oh yes, please. There was a couple names. You know, we uh, it just came to my mind. Uh, we've had some famous famous people outside of ESPN also order some cookies. You know, I always get that order, and it's pretty neat to see. Um, about. Uh, almost uh, eight, nine months ago, Christy Teigen ordered what? some cookie fries. Yeah. A Patrick Ewing. Patrick wow. Ewing. Damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, recently, um, uh, it was just kind of funny. She's kind of famous here in Chicago. Uh, do you know Wendy Williams? Yeah, I've heard the name. Host? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wendy Williams. So that was funny. It's just cool to get sometimes uh, a name like that. McKamey Manor is the uh, is the torture mm. haunted house that requires she cheated. A, he a, it up. a 40 page waiver to participate. Fuck that. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, but back to the cookies. Do you do like yeah. little ghost shaped cookies for Halloween? <laughs> the only in fact, we had um, a huge order come in. They're like, can we get your cookies? But we don't want them crinkled. We just want them perfectly straight. But they said, no, that's just uh, it's kind of the brand. That's not that's not really like a fry that that's just kind of like a cookie bar at that point. Then the crinkle is what gives it that identifying, you know, signature they, look. They want it to look like a McDonald's fry. Mm. See yeah. there. That's where, that's where they went wrong. Anyway, shoestring fries overrated on the fry game. Agree. Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. I like a little crinkle, a little, uh, uh more of a crunch, a little well done fry by yeah. any choice. Well, damn, dude, we have been uh, all over the place on this podcast. I know, we have. I don't you said know. earlier, you were just talking to me, and you said you got a notification. What was that? Uh, it's just just some, like, I don't know, like, virus. Uh, oh, okay. I'm saying got I need, it. like, a virus scan or some shit like that. I don't know. I, I, I heard it through my system, and right. I'm pretty sure it came through on the recording, so I felt the need to just note that for the listeners. But, uh, I mean, no, yeah, one, I didn't yeah, no, one, I didn't no one cares. It's like no, it's all good. Norton or something. Uh, what do I got here? Windows security. Yeah, fuck me. Uh, okay. Just the default basic stuff. Um, so Asom. Yes. While we have you here, uh, do you have any more names that you would like to pick up off the floor? Any more names? Any more names? Who are the big ones? You've been holding out on us. I feel it. Oh, as far as ordering the cookies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's been a couple names. Uh, I think I mentioned it maybe to you in the past. Uh. A Caitlin Collins, CNN anchor. chief chief White House reporter. I love her. Me too. She she's is, she's awesome. She's amazing. I just love her when the. I mean, we're not going to get into the politics, but when she just stood her ground in front of Trump every single day, and he just ignored her, she was the best. I loved her. Yes, so she's she ordered, awesome. She ordered some cookies, and that led to a conversation leading to an Anderson Cooper wanting to order cookies. For his son, his, his, I believe his new baby's a son. I believe it's a baby boy, and he wanted to pay for them, and I refused. He kept wanting to pay for them. I refused. I said, "You know what? Give me a Zoom call." And he said, "Fine." So I Zoom called with an Anderson Cooper. Did we talk about this? I talked about it with someone. Uh, yeah, we talked. We talked off air about this previously. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it led to me talking about it with Izzy because Anderson Cooper is a fan during the day 
of sitting around. He's not into sports. He doesn't get the show, but he watches HQ. That's where I was leaving. Highly questionable. Anderson Cooper watches highly questionable and knows who Izzy is. And that blew Izzy's mind when I told him. So wait, Anderson, <laughs> Co- Anderson Cooper isn't a sports guy, but he watches HQ? Because, you know, he's home during the day sometimes. And, you know, highly questionable. They really only talk sports about for about eight to ten minutes. And then it's a bunch of funny videos and a bunch of dumb things. And it's just a hilarious show. And it's on, I believe, one thirty, two o'clock. How about so, that? That's a, that's a fun little nugget that you were just able to drop here for the listeners. Anderson Cooper is a fan of Poppy. I'm going to assume. He's a fan of Poppy, exactly. And uh, yeah, he's, it was uh, he. And he, I said, <laughs> I said he goes. Uh, I said, right now I'm home. I'm I'm working. I'm usually home right now. What what are you watching? He goes, I'm watching the show on ESPN. I'm like, oh, highly questionable. I go, absolutely. How'd you know you were? Wa- I was watching that. I'm like, well, you're home and you said ESPN, and I know the ESPN uh, menu basically, and. Uh, yeah, I said, do you get the show? And he looked at me, he goes, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I watched the show. <laughs> so I'm like, it's okay, you don't get the show, but uh, you watch the show. He goes, exactly. Did, so did, you, hit him, did you hit him with the sounder? <laughs> I wanted to. I have the video. I have so many videos on my phone. I wanted to hit it. Um, but no, it was about just a 10 to 15 minute call, but it was pretty cool. Well, that's very neat. Yeah, and then he still ended the call saying, paying for the cookies. I'm like, you can try, but it's not going to be accepted. <laughs> Decline, decline, decline. <laughs> right. He's going cool to try under a pseudo or something like that. Right. And nowadays, I think because of when the pandemic started, so many more people are okay with Zoom calls. So I bring it up a lot. And then, okay, okay, I'll talk to you for five, 10 minutes. What's the big deal? I mean, look at this. You, you and I right, right now connecting on Zoom. And here we are <laughs> 41 minutes later. <laughs> Right. Now, this would be working just fine if we weren't on Zoom, but it's much more fun and interactive looking at the person you're talking to, obviously. Everyone knows that. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, God, I feel like we covered a lot of ground, and I feel like we could cover a lot more. Um, we're gonna, we're definitely going to have to have you back on, because I feel like you've got a lot more stories that, uh, that we could delve into here. But I also want to keep this episode a respectable length for my own sure. sanity, because I'm a one-man band having to edit it. So I think we're going to leave it there. Asom, um... Before we let you go, where can the people yeah. find you? And please uh, keep promoting those cookies. Give us the URL. Give us everything. First of all, I, I appreciate you having me on, asking me. It's uh, my pleasure. Um, the pleasure is all mine, as they say. It's, uh, really appreciate it. You can find Andy from Chicago on Twitter, uh, if you'd like, ASOM, A-S-O-M, 233334. It's, it just goes way back. It stands for Jordan Pippen and Walter Payton, the three oh, sports wow. legends in Chicago. And this goes back to my original email. It's, you know, I've had it. I just have never changed it. So, <laughs> hey, some 233334. Uh, and you could check out uh, the cookie joint, the website. It's pretty easy. The cookie joint. And you got to say the. There is another cookie joint out there, not making cookie fries, but the cookie joint. Click on it. If you see cookie fries, that's us. And I'd appreciate it. Everybody. If not, it's all good. You know, just check it out. <laughs> Everybody, thecookiejoint.com. Go there, look at the cookies. And if you're so inclined, buy the cookies because you know what? They're good enough for Anderson Cooper. And if they're good enough for Anderson Cooper, they're probably good enough for you. So get off your fucking high horse and buy some cookies. How's that for a pitch? <laughs> that That's beautiful. We should, um, I should make that into a commercial once we get really big. I'm going to start shaming people, kind of like uh, Dan does the uh, the people not donating to Ron McGill's endowment state by state. I'm just going to start doing that for people. Mississippi, 
I don't know I don't know the purchase stats for the cookie joint, but I'm gonna have a hunch that you guys are not buying his cookies. So listen, Mississippi, get your shit together and buy his cookies, and then maybe next week I won't I won't yell at you. I don't want to yell at you, Mississippi. You're bad enough as it is. You've got enough problems. Don't make me add on another one. They do. And you know what? You can also look for me. It's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty much looking like it's gonna happen in late June. Uh, the two ladies and myself are going to be on the carpet on Shark Tank. Whoa. Talk yes. about burying the lead right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump I apologize for burying the lead. Again, we've talked a little bit in the past. It's something that I've known for a couple months. I'm not sure if, you know, I brought it up when I, if once I sent the cookies to you, I would have said, how were they? You, you would have, even if you hated them, you would have lied. You would have said, they I would have said they were delicious because I'm sure they are. <laughs> And then I would have said, well, you know what? Look for us because we, uh, we're going to be on Shark Tank. They reached out to uh, Susie, which was really cool. They, The girls did not reach out to them. I guess Shark Tank reaches out to a lot of different small – we might not even make the show, but we're gonna, we are going to be on the carpet. So that's so, pretty cool. So Mark Cuban is going to eat your cookies. Mark Cuban is almost at every episode. So they, he will definitely – every taping. He's usually a fixture – that would be really cool. We're going to have to bring... We don't have blue for the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to have to make some <laughs> blueberry cookies or something. Ooh, you know? what about like a blueberry icing or frosting? Something like that. Well, this is something we, we, we can always discuss. For each one of them, we have to think of something. Yes. We have a... I mean, Mr. Wonderful's easy. We have a mint green chocolate chip money. Oh, done. perfect. Yep, yep. So, but yeah, I haven't even thought about... But yeah, I'm sorry for bearing that lead. It's just... I have a lot in my head right now, you know. It's my first pod with you, man. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's all good. I have thrown. To be fair, I have thrown a lot at you. Um, so, ha, over half of it, I did not even know we were going to get into today. So, right. you know what? That's fair. And I have at least four or five questions I want to ask you, uh, but we can do that another time. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to do this again because I feel like there's there's a lot more we got to dig into here. Asom yeah. from Chicago. Thank you once again, thecookiejoint.com. Go buy the man's cookies, and I'm especially talking to you, Mississippi, you motherfuckers. Buy them. All right. Thanks, man.